Happy 2020, everybody. Happy 2020. Can we? Be- can you believe it? We're in the new year. We're in the new decade. Ooh, are you excited? I'm really excited. Um, um, yeah, it's great. It's great. The first episode of the podcast of the year is with Humble Linus, aka Melina. Shout outs. She's a ton of fun. It was a great conversation. It could have gone on for longer, but I had a curfew and and I, and I was headed out to Sedona like the very next day and I had to wake up really early and it's just it was ridiculous. I, I, but it worked out. It was a lot of fun. Um again, we could have kept talking forever. We went through her whole backstory. Um how she's lived on both coasts. Like she's lived a life and in Mexico. Chiapas, like, she's had a whole life, and then, like, also, like, the descendant of, like, uh, of, like, a staple restaurant, Landita, on 4th, like, also there as a cook, dude, it's crazy, she had a whole, whole bunch of experience, not a story, not a fun, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation, I hope 2020 is ready, I hope you're ready for the year, quite frankly, I, I'm not, but, you know, that's how i roll no (laughs) um yeah guys yeah i hope you really enjoy this conversation it was a lot of fun um before i i I leave you with the podcast quick announcements real quick um january the 8th um at club congress uh sway dollar is having is hosting a show with with people like a group of people he's he's performing um i believe um though salvia is performing um i haven't checked the rest of them but go check it out it looks like it's gonna be great it's on the eighth ten dollars ten dollars to get in enjoy if you got the time go for it also uh january the 11th the cap reading series the capricorn reading series is happening at subspace it starts at five signups at five it starts at 5 30 if you have words to share um acapella music you want to share um anything with words you want to share without any instrumentals that they don't they don't allow that um come share subspace on the 11th at five come cool cool great um also check in the description of this of this podcast to check out melina's uh mix she made it's an old one she admits but let's encourage her to make some more. Come on. Come on. On that note, I'm going to play you guys out with Venetian by DJ Q and with the podcast.
thought about or that. Or for the people's mouth. But like, like a condom for the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if all of us are using it, uh, so true. I probably should. I'm probably gonna invest in just different covers so that eventually I can just throw them away yeah. and replace them. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. That'd Paul, be funny if everyone was made to wear the mask, though. Yeah, and then everybody's coming out like all sick on on the video and everything. I think that'll be hilarious. I think that'll be a crazy aesthetic. And it also is like I'm also hiding their identity in the weirdest way. Yeah, that's but, true. But then I'm tagging them like <laughs> when on the, everything I post. So like I don't know how useful that is on that hiding identity kind of thing. Yeah. I like that's the idea. True. I like the idea. Thank, cool thanks idea. for that idea. <laughs> Melina. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so I like to start pretty simply. Um, I like to ask people, what's your first memory? Wow. Yeah kind of embarrassing why is it embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> because when i told my mom the memory she was like how did you remember that you were three and so it's an embarrassing memory but it's really my first one because she told me how old i was <laughs> <laughs> okay uh my first memory uh -huh. i i guess i had seen my babysitter kissing her boyfriend oh wild yeah i didn't i mean i didn't know there was anything wrong with what i was about to do <laughs> But my mom got home from work and I went right up to her and I, she's like, give me a kiss. And I gave her the normal kiss on the mouth, but then I stuck my tongue in. Oh, no. And I remember how gross it felt. Oh, like it was just slimy God. texture. Like, what is this? Why do people do this? Die. But I, I remember telling my mom that and she was like, how do you remember that? She remembers getting mad at my babysitter and scolding her. And wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a memory. Yeah. <laughs> so like, wait, the wait. French kiss is my first memory. Yo, <laughs> shout out. Yeah. That's amazing. My mom might not like that. <laughs> that. That's a good memory. That's yeah. A, I mean, that's the first memory I have. That's amazing. Yo, that's <laughs> shout outs. What a memory to wake up to. My God. <laughs> Did. Did, do you, is it something that you remember, like you, you know consciously, or did you one day like remember it? And I just one day remembered it, but I was like 14 or 15. <laughs> so it was about the time I started French kissing again. I think oh, that's why. Flashback. Flashback. I was like, wait, it's not that bad this time. Oh my but I remembered God. that, and I asked my mom about it, and she was pregnant with my little brother, and she uh -huh. was like, oh my gosh, that's so you crazy. You remember this? Yeah. Yeah, people be crazy. I, I remember my first memory is like around when I was three. So I'd, uh, I, 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 I I get that, I yeah. get that. But yeah. that's funny that that's that's your first memory. What yeah. a what a start! I know. <laughs> <laughs> what a start! Thank you for that. Uh, so, let me let, let's go with what I know. How what what got you interested in DJing, Melina? Wow, um, I started modeling. I'm gonna start this with the oh. modeling thing. I started modeling when I was four. Really? Yeah, my mom worked at Bullock's in California. It's like a Dillard's over there, or it was back then. Uh -huh. It was a department store, like JCPenney's. And she got approached one day and was like, hey, do you want your daughter to do the runway? Like, she's really good. She's a natural, because I would go to work with her and stuff uh -huh. and like hang out there. And mom's like, yeah. And she asked me, and I, I guess I said, yeah. And I was around that age four, three or four. Wow. And I started modeling the runway there at, at Bullock's. Wild. And so from four to 18, I always did it like in the summers and never during school. My mom mm. never pushed it on me. What I got paid, she put towards school or a car, whatever I wanted. Like she had a little savings for me. Wow. And when I moved to Virginia, I was 18 and Wild. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you move to Virginia? First of all, yeah. hold on. There's a lot of things there. There's a lot of things yeah. there. So were you born in Tucson? Or? I was born in Tucson. Born, born in and Tucson? raised in Tucson. Yeah. And, but you were in Cali. 
for, well, yeah, the, for yeah, summer. For, for, for my young, no, my mom moved me there when I was like moved two, one or two. We moved out there and we were there until I was five. And oh, then I really? came back and started kinder here. Oh, wild. Yeah. What a, yeah. Do you know why? She just wanted to be out closer to her cousins and her oh, okay. family out there and just to dip, just be away from the restaurant, from the family business. And oh. she just wanted to try something different with me. And okay. she was a single mom and she's like, I'm going to go work in customer service. And she worked in the department store and Wild. she did that for a while. That's amazing. Yeah. And so like because of that, you got into modeling. Mm-hmm. Wild. I didn't know this. Yeah. This is great. Thank you for like just ignoring yeah. my question. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so then, well, it's connected. It's yeah, no, connected. that's great. Yeah. That's great. So then, so you were modeling, and then 18, you go to Virginia. Yeah, 18, we moved to Virginia because my stepdad's from upstate New York, and oh. he was down here with us for a couple years. Uh-huh. My mom and him have a baby. My son, or my son, my brother's three. <laughs> Your son? <laughs> kind of. I mean, I, I pretty much helped raise him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like he's like another kid of mine or my yeah. first kid. I was 15 when he was born, so. Yeah, you're old enough. Yeah right <laughs> yeah. um but yeah my stepdad wanted to be closer to his brother in virginia and oh, okay. his nephews his brother has three boys right and so he wanted my little brother and my sister to grow up near them and so he moved us out there end of my high school year wow and so how i got into djing was i got to virginia and uh-huh. i started working right away straight out of high school i could have gone to school like no- normal work or modeling? normal work i did um uh office manager work at an okay. internet security company and so I got a <laughs> modeling job online. Like I, I applied for some jobs while I was out there because I had a portfolio and everything. Right. And I got a Maybelline job. And wow. it was a hair job. And the, the job implied going to the photographer's house and like doing a shoot all day with the different hair colors that they did on us. And so I did that. But wow. it was my first job by myself. Like my mom usually was my manager, hairstylist, everything. Oh. And this was my first time as an adult, 18 years old, going on my own by because yourself. they had all that there. Right. And I went and I was there all day and it was a good experience. But at the end of the night, everyone was like partying and they, they wouldn't let me leave pretty much. Like I wanted to get out of there. And what I was you, like, hey, I've been here for more than 12 hours. Why, like, why wouldn't they let you leave? He kept writing me saying that if I didn't finish the job, that I wouldn't get paid. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? So that was my first experience in the real world, like with modeling Whoa. and all that. So I decided to like reject it completely. Uh-huh. And I used to travel to the city, which was like 45 minutes from where I lived, uh-huh. just to look for music. And I got super into drum and bass music and like jungle and reggae. Like uh-huh. I was, because I was into reggae already. Okay. But I got really into music that way. Wild. Yeah. Can we hold one second? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Work duties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. But so, yeah. so. You're already into that music. I had a specific question and I lost it. What, how did that transition, your, your curiosity in music, how did that transition you to, to you DJing? Um, I started working for a promotion company, like a drum and bass promotion company and where I would do street team flyers. In Vermont? And, or no, in D.C. In D.C.? In D.C., yeah. Wild. I moved to Virginia and it, I lived in Manassas, which is like 40 minutes out of the city. So it's a suburb of D.C. Oh, wow. But it's like the furthest suburb. They call it like man's asses. They have all kinds of names for that because they say, they say so many bad things about Manassas. So every time I'd go to the city, they're like, you live in man's asses. Oh, no. But that's like the <laughs> outskirts. It's like Marana for here. You know? right, it's like right. either way out yeah, there and like so far Cowtown or, you know. Wow. Yeah. It's where the famous battles happen in the Civil War. Oh, we really? Right by the battlefields, Bull Whoa. Run Mountain and all of that area. That's crazy. Yeah. How was it living in like in, in the east like side like that? It was interesting. What, I mean. Is it different? 
very different. It's very different. Yeah. Very fast paced. I mean, I didn't even want to go originally. Right. I had a boyfriend here. I was working. I was starting Pima. And my mom's like, just go, please. I don't want to be alone out there mm. with your brother and sister. I helped her out a lot with my brother and sister. Right, right, right. My sister's that. 10 years younger. My brother, 15 years younger. Oh, my God. And so she's like, you can always come back. Right. And like, that's what it, like did it for me. She's right. like, you can always come back. And I realized that it was just my comfort zone I wanted to stay in. I feel that. So when she said that, I went out there and I ended up staying like five years. Wow. I really enjoyed it out there. Like, I really grew as a person. A lot of people ask me where I'm from, and I say I'm from Tucson, but I grew up in D.C. Even though I spent all of high school and middle school and elementary here, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up You're as young. my own person out yeah, there yeah, because I got course. to make my own friends and see who I was as a person and, like, create my own, Wild. like, circle based off of who I was, you know? Of course, of course. And so I got to really discover myself. What it an experience. Cool. Yeah, it was dope. Damn. I was, I was it was really cool because I was getting wild. into clubs underage when I was 18 <laughs> because I was a, I was like part of the street team right and this German bass company that I worked for two tough productions in DC they uh -huh. would bring all the original drum and bass people from the UK out uh -huh. so like Goldie Bailey's like everyone on the metalheads records came through DC and we hosted them wild and so how I used to get in the club was my homie he was older than me he was a high school history teacher now he's a college history professor he would get me in by making me go in with the records and all the crates and everything. Right. So I learned to set everything up and I got introduced to all of security. The bar. story sounds real familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I feel like you went something through this. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. I mean, it's that's amazing. how you get your introduction into it. Of course. It. And you get to know behind the scenes and you feel more comfortable in those spaces right. because you are working behind the scenes. And I got to like read people. I mean, I grew up in a restaurant, so I always knew how to read people. Like I knew mm. you needed a fork before you needed it. I was watching you, you know, mm. kind of creepy, but like you learned yeah, to do that. Like it comes, it yeah. comes with being so in part DJing of the restaurant. And that scene and the music scene is the same thing. Like if you act like you know, what, maybe I shouldn't say this, but if you act like you know what you're doing, you can get away with you like being. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I feel like I, I was... I was having a conversation with a with with a homie right now, like not even too long ago, and he was like, he was like, "This is the thing, man. There's some people make it, and there's a lot of whack shit involving like around those people. But the only reason there's a lot of whack shit is because of the people that brought the whack shit. They just did the work. Yeah, <laughs> like like they just made it seem like they knew what the fuck was going on. That's true. And I was just like, that's. It's really sad, but it's true. Huh? It's so true. <laughs> it's I mean, if you if you put your mind to anything, you can do anything. Yeah, I mean, look 100%. at Doja Cat. Last year, my best friend Erika, she introduced me to her Doja Cat, and it was all online videos, like Moo, right. that yeah, Moosong, and Eddie dressed up as her for Halloween, and no one knew who she was. And within a year, not even a year, like half a year from that moment, Blast she blew it off. up. Blast but it's it off. because she did it. Like yeah, she put she her mind to it and just did it. It's wild. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny. Uh, uh, I I fuck with her just because of the fact, like the bitch I'm a cow blew the fuck up and that's just like Ooh, bitch get out my head get out my head <laughs> yeah so ridiculous I'm like this is this is great I'm like, not a cat I don't say meow yeah it's so good it's so stupid <laughs> yeah shout out to Doja for that shit but it's just like she took that that like meme type song and then just like springboarded off of that yeah the funny thing is that she up. had work behind it so this is like I, she had a catalog so people were like who is this person yeah and then people started listening and if you think about any of us like of our friends and stuff mm. what we were doing five years ago we've advanced so much since then you know yeah. it's like we've been working on that that we just keep taking these leaps and it just gets i mean it gets harder but it gets easier at the same time i feel that i feel that very much yeah yeah i remember i was terrified of asking people to be on the podcast I don't even give a fuck no more. Like, you want to do it? No? no. Bet. Uh, you want to do it? Next. Yes. Sweet. When? Give me your email. Yeah. Bet. That's it. Like, like you, you sort of just get used to it. 
and I don't get that many no's, which is like pretty great. Yeah. yeah. I've been saying yes for a while, but I've been holding it off too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a busy life. I feel too. that. I no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I've been wanting to. It's, it's more of like a it's nine twenty at night on a Thursday, so that people understand what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is when we're doing we it. We made this happen. Single mom status. All day. Thank you for <laughs> Gotta that. Gotta put my kid to sleep early, an hour early. Yeah, respect. He's gonna he's gonna wake up full of energy. Yeah, no. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah, for real, for real. So so then you were living out there for five years mm-hmm. and in, in that process you, you got into music, you started yeah. DJing. I didn't start DJing right away. Oh, I was given okay. a pair of Gemini's, like old school turntables, oh, and wild. I just had them in my room, and I had tons of records, and I would just play them, and just play them, and play ah. them, and play them. But I knew that I always, ever since I was a kid, when I would walk home from Roscoe's to the restaurant, mm. like from the elementary school, it's like two blocks away, yeah. I would come up with like my soundtrack for the day. Like I knew what songs represented me that day, what songs I felt, Ooh. which ones really resonated with me. You would think, of, you would, you would yeah. like make a mix in your always. head. And you're like, I, I always, got it. Even when I'm hearing a song out in public, like I know what song I want to put into it. Like I've always thought that way. Wild. And it's crazy because I never considered myself a DJ. Like even out there, I didn't. Even yeah. when I messed with turntables and everything, because I didn't play out, I didn't consider myself a dj uh-huh. and one of my really good friends rest in peace he just passed away uh well not just passed away a few years ago when mm. i was pregnant with my with ty so like four mm. years ago wow um he was a famous dj with fort knox five which is like a funk crew oh, dj and they travel like all over the world and yeah. they do burning man every year whoa he even has a funky town dedicated to him because of his passing he was that big out there he was wow. really known but I remember him from when I first started getting into the clubs, like mm-hmm. underage, and he would always come in and you could always tell it was him because he had this big red, like Jewish afro, like just bouncing, like <laughs> like a microphone, he would just bounce in. That's amazing. And he always emitted this like beautiful energy and yeah. light and love. And he's the one that really like told me, you're a DJ. Like he pushed me to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. And the last time I saw him, it wow. was coincidentally, I was in Vegas and I was going out there with my best friend because she was moving there. And I was like, who do I know that goes to Vegas? And I'm like, oh, John goes a lot. Right. And so I call him on the way and I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm going to Vegas for a couple months. Are you going to be coming through? He's like, guess what? I was just thinking, who do I know in Vegas? I'm going tomorrow. And I was like, no way. <laughs> and so we met up in nice. Vegas and had lunch and we walked around for like two hours. And he was actually doing like this secret like VIP DJ party for um, wow. 50 Cent that came out with like these earbuds and watch combo that like measures your heart and everything. Like kind of like his what? first music video. You know, like how okay. they were like, measuring all that. He actually came out with the software that does that. Like if you're what? playing basketball, if you're doing sports, whatever you're running. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's on the market. I never looked it up. But that's uh-huh. what he was telling me that day. He was here for that Whoa. party. And I'm like, that's so trippy. How'd you meet this guy? I'm sorry. I met him like, in D.C. through in the DC. music scene. Yeah. Okay. It, it was like a family, especially on Wednesday nights at 18th Street Lounge. Uh-huh. It's a lounge. They used to be, I think, President Roosevelt's house a long time ago. It's Whoa. like a three-story like townhouse. This is crazy. I've never been to D.C. Yeah. When you go, you got to go to ESL, I, 18th Street Lounge. It's owned by yeah. Thievery Corporation. Uh, Rob Garza and Eric Hilton own hmm. 18th Street Lounge, and they own ESL Music, which is okay. a record label. And so on Wednesday nights, I would promote for their reggae night. And that's how it be. It was like a family at first. It's wow. huge now. That night's huge. But right. when we first started out, I was like... Part of the, the, the limited of it. yeah family members Whoa. and John H was one of those people because he DJed there, That's and wild. my friend Andy who who's the one that used to get me with Too Tough he huh. ended up managing the reggae band and Fort Knox Five I think for a little bit and Whoa. like it was all like really interconnected and like everyone kind of spread out but yeah. everyone's still like super connected yeah yeah, yeah. Empresarios is part of that family I don't know if you know who they are I don't it's know. like a like know. a 
they're from I, Puerto the, Rico. The but. music world to me is like it, it's it's um it's like a map that's scrunched up, and I see the map, and I know that it's scrunched up. I just can't see the the, the creases. The creases. Yeah. And that and I've realized but that you there's get the a, feelings. a lot of creases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get the feelings and everything, but it's just like I don't know the details. You're saying a lot of words, and I'm nodding, <laughs> but I ain't know anything. I don't know if anyone else is gonna know what I'm talking about. Somebody, somebody yeah, probably does. Like, know. like, because the, it's probably like there's there's probably some some culture behind it. Yeah. What what made you come back? Uh, my grandparents. My grandparents oh, were getting old, and I mean, they're still around. So yeah, they're still around. <laughs> but my, my grandmother asked me to come back. There was some family rift going on, and she, mm. she needed help with the restaurant. And she's also involved in um, uh, the Zapatista movement and La Otra Campaña in Mexico. Zapatista the Zapatistas movement? are from San Cristobal, Chiapas. Mm -hmm. They're the indigenous people that came up in arms in 1994 oh, wow. against the government. They're still fighting against the government to live Whoa. autonomously with their own land. And, you yeah, know, they're yeah, getting yeah. pushed off because of all the natural resources out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my grandparents, I mean, wow. that's her, that's my grandmother right there with su Comandante Marcos when he came to the north in 2007. Oh, wow. So I moved back in 2007 and I came specifically for that encuentro that happened in Magdalena de Quino. Oh, Magdalena. Uh, yeah, and it was three days of platicas. And what they did is they came all the way from Chiapas to the north of Mexico, stopping in all the pueblos uh -huh. and reuniting all the natives from those lands to talk and tell their story in front of him and other members of the delegation. Whoa. And he sat and recorded everything and talked to everyone. And it was three days of that in Magdalena. There was yaquis, seris, otams. Wow. It was a really beautiful experience. I got to work security with my grandpa's friends, like my grandpa's Whoa. otam. This is my grandpa right here. Wow. And so I was working for three days and three nights, and I was up for three days and three nights off of energy, like pure energy. Wow. Por las pláticas de día, and then at night just watching and keeping guard of mm -hmm. the, like, the sacred fire. Of course. It was a really like beautiful time. Wow. Damn, that yeah. happened in 2007? 2007. Really? In October of 2007. Wow. They were in, in Vicam and Magdalena de Quino in Sonora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they, in all the other states, they stopped in a couple other pueblos too. Mm -hmm. But in Sonora, they stopped in those two. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's and my so grandma cool. cooked for 300 people for three days and three nights. Really? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They killed a cow and fed 300 people for three days. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was oh intense. my god! <laughs> it was intense. That sounds like a lot. A lot of work for your grandma. My yeah, god! Yeah, I mean, she had a lot of people helping her, but she Thank was god. managing. She was managing, <laughs> managing the, kitchen the whole and process. Everything. Yeah, uh, that's when I met Leilani. I don't know if you know Leilani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I've, when I met her. her was that encuentra? Wow. That encuentro. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And so, like, did, what, 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 what came out of that? That, that encuentro. The, the um, I know that he went back and he's mm -hmm. writing. He, I mean, they, they're working on a lot of things. He comes out with um, comuniques through their website and stuff like that. Mm. And they're still, they have encuentros out in San Cristobal. They haven't done another one where they tour the state, but right. I know he's working on something, but it's a lot of information to like process. And of it's course. been years, but I'm sure it's a lot of yeah, information to process. Yeah, a lot of information. They're, what they're doing, and it has to be, it has to be uh, digitized at some point, I hope, but mm -hmm. what they're doing is just getting a record of all the atrocities that have happened to indigenous people throughout Mexico. Wow. Yeah. And that's wild. Yeah. That's intense. Mm -hmm. So you came back 2007, and it's Madalena de Quino. My dad's from there. That's where my dad's from too. Wild, yeah. My yeah. my dad's from there, and and it's just like I had no idea. 2007, what was I doing? I was in middle school. <laughs> you were over here being a chamaco mocoso. chamaco. I was dealing with like my 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 middle school had a whole protest because we didn't have a math teacher, and so like they all like revolted and like left. We were on front. Of, we were in front of the newspaper. It's pretty funny. 
Yeah, but like nobody really wanted a goddamn math teacher. Yeah, they were just like, oh, we can protest. That's, That's cool. Though. Exercising <laughs> your rights, though. <laughs> yeah, but then we got a we got a math teacher, and everybody was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody was. T- I was like, I was like, this is, isn't this why we like left class? No, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, bet. That's bad. what happens. I think in life in general, is it's always a 50-50. <laughs> like you get it wrong maybe the first time, or you get it right, but at yeah. least you learn from both. You know, one hundred percent. Hopefully, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, but that's 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 what I was doing. I didn't even know that was going on. What? Well, how how cool though? And 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 so like, I don't know if you know, but uh, so like he's. Uh, are they like just processing all the all the all they recorded or are they like releasing it as I, well? I think they released some of it. I don't think I think they did like little resumes of mm. like the trip and like what it is that they're gonna do. I haven't read them, which I feel bad I should have already. My mom reads them, my nana and tata read them. Of course. <laughs> I get like the summary version. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. I wanted to and I could, because the resources are out there and anyone can, is like you can learn so much. Of and course. I, I don't know the answer. I wish that, I did. That's wild. So that that's that was your yeah, that was your comeback. Yeah. That, that was, was your, my comeback that 2007 but then i left did you leave again yeah <laughs> i ended up i ended up leaving well, i went to an encuentro on my grandmother's behalf like they came out here right and okay. then in december they had a women's gathering in vika and oh. is it no uh Ocosingo? i don't know somewhere on one of the comunidades out there because becomes here sorry i'm getting my communities mixed up you're fine but um, my grandmother sent me on her behalf to read like a letter at the women's encuentro. Yeah, yeah. And I went with Leilani actually. Oh wow! We both went out there. Shout and out to Leilani. Yeah, shout out to Leilani. But we both went out there and we had a crazy experience, a crazy time. I got like deathly ill at one point because oh. I bathed in the river. Like it was bad. <laughs> no way. My brain was frying for three days. I still don't think I've been the same since. Oh wow. But it was really bad. What, like what did you get sick? Like it's like I, a I fever know if I or drank something? something? Yeah, I had a fever. I had like an infection. Like an, I don't know. It was I thought I was dying. At one point I was laying in the bed uh-huh. and I saw shadows. Have you ever seen that movie Ghost? With, uh, a long time ago yeah well the shadow people that come and grab it then when they're dying if they're not yeah, good but I, the light takes them up yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so i saw the shadow, shadow people, people alongside the bed and they were pulling the blankets off of me uh-huh. and i was like i don't want to die <laughs> and i swear to god i saw it like god. i know i wasn't lying it was the brain yeah, frying yeah, yeah, yeah. and leilani was like i'm taking you to the hospital and i don't even know why they didn't take me sooner but <laughs> oh, like oh you're seeing yeah. people that's it's time to i was you. screaming <laughs> i was like i don't want to go it was, so wow. bad. it was so bad damn but yeah nobody re- registered anything they were just like dying on the yeah, <laughs> dying in the, the bed. bed they were bringing me soup and water and i don't know like what? fever medicine but i was like i was still frying man it was That's so bad wild damn, i, I can't imagine staying. that experience you i ended up staying, staying in chiapas oh really it's Be- crazy because leilani Le- i sent leilani back she didn't really speak spanish that well and i sent her back by herself she learned though, like she learned Spanish on that trip. I'm sorry, wow. Leilani, but she learned Spanish on that trip. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up staying. I stayed until like 2012. Really? I was there in 2000. I stayed like, well, in we were Chiapas? supposed to come back in 2008, and I stayed from 2008 to th- 2012. How was that? It was dope. Yeah. It was really what's dope. Ch- what's chapters like? like it, I don't know. It's beautiful. It's yeah. like the, it's, it's where the, like, the main Mayan ruins are. Well, I mean, they're they're along the way, a lot of places, and yeah. they go down to Guatemala and everything. Mm-hmm. But in Palenque and Bonampak and Yaxilan, mm-hmm. they were all cities that were like super prestigious for their arts and their right. music and culture and Ooh. like just precious jungle. Oh my God, it's so beautiful out there. Well, in San Cristobal, where I was living, it's like high altitude mountains. So it's like mountain jungle. It's yeah. coniferous trees and like 
I don't know, a lot of grutas, but it's like everything grows there. Like you could drop a seed and it'll grow the next day. Like wow. everything grows there. But I learned a lot about life and death there because everything grows and everything dies really fast. Like there's so much humidity in the air. Oh, right. That like everything rots really fast. Like if you don't air out your house, it's humid and moldy smelling. Mold grows Whoa. on the walls. Like it's really trippy. And then I ended up moving to Palenque, which is lowland jungle. And it's right by all the waterfalls. Isn't it's like, hot, hot, hot oh, in the summer. Shit. But it's like beautiful in the winter. There's howling monkeys there. Oh, They're shit. called saraguatos. Actually, I just got a stick and poke by shout outs to Mataruda. Oh, nice. That's a howling monkey. It's a, a Mayan one, but I, I had him change it because the arms were different, but I had him change it because eventually I want to get like galaxy and stuff over here. Nice. Like he's holding it. Yeah. And yeah. my Mayan. Um, my Mayan name or my Mayan thing is Blue Cosmic Monkey. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what my birthday adds up to in like the Mayan... In the Mayan calendar? Yeah, in the Mayan calendar. Oh, really? Yeah. Blue, Blue Cosmic Monkey. Blue Cosmic Monkey. I feel mm -hmm. like... I feel like... I have like an app that actually tells me that. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've, 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 I've like uh, gone through it myself and everything. And this is, it's a weird app. I don't even understand it most of the time. But I'm like, this is cool. Just calculating birthdays and everything. Yeah, I loved it living out there. When That's I, wild. I lived in Palenque. I had my. I have. I don't know if you know. I have another son. I have a ten-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, I, and he lives out in Mexico right now with his dad. Wow. But we lived. He was born here, but we ended up living in Palenque like most of his life. Wow. He's in San Cris now, but in Palenque it was so beautiful because the monkeys howl like in the middle of the night and during the day they say they're calling the rain but it's like this crazy like howl that's wild and but it was beautiful because we had <laughs> three different areas where they would howl from and we could hear it like in the middle of the night and like oh. one was at the elementary school they had some in their elementary school in the tree <laughs> <Really>? yeah <laughs> another one was these really nice hotels that had like mud baths and stuff but their property had howling monkeys and they can't go anywhere because they travel by tree so they kind of like elementary schools oh, they had so trees in their yard there? yeah they're stuck there Whoa. it's crazy and then there was like another ranch of some private farmers that had like their own house so it's like different tribes of monkeys mm -hmm. chilling. that's wild and they like Ooh. let me see if i can do it Wow. like that but even louder like Seriously? they open up their throat they sound mm. they sound like jaguars like when I first heard Whoa. him, I was in the jungle and my friend didn't tell me what they were and I was like kind of like tripping out are there. Are we going to die? Is this, yeah. is, are we going to die? Is this <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Like, what the heck is that sound? Yeah, 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 yeah. It sounded like it was like in your ear. It's like breathing, but like Whoa. it sounds like a huge animal, but they're only like like that big. The babies are like that big. That's like, that's not even. Yeah. That's wild. The size of like, they're like the size of your arm, like from your, your pinky or your middle finger to like your shoulder. shoulder. Like they're not that big. That's not that big. No, and they're not even scary, but they like sound, they, yeah, they they're powerful. That, they know how to use that diaphragm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> super, super, super powerful. No, what's cool is they have two stomachs, like cows. Oh, they do? So they eat the leaves from the, from the trees that are poisonous to any other animal, oh. and they're able to, like, digest them. Wild, okay. And they'll throw shit at you, too. Like, if they eat a fig and it's not, like, ripe enough, they'll, like, toss it down. They don't mean to hit you, or maybe they do, who knows, but <laughs> they toss You're it at you. <laughs> that's funny. Yo, that's crazy. So, like, you lived in... A couple of different places. Yeah. What a jarring, like, what a jarring. You lived in D.C. Yeah. And then you went into the jungle. I know. <laughs> I know. It was weird adjustments each time, too, because I grew up on the border. And, like, I yeah. speak Spanish. I've spoken Spanish all my life. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I moved to Mexico and Chiapas that, like, I realized I spoke it really bad. Like, I was very pocha. As 
good as I thought I was because I, I smoked that. better than a lot of my cousins. I, I was really that. bad. Like, oh, I'm stupid. And I feel like I lost my voice for a little bit out there in the sense that like, what do you mean? I knew Spanish, mm-hmm. but it wasn't my, it was like my first language, but I didn't speak it properly. So right. I felt discriminated against because I was told that like, if I didn't use usted, I was disrespectful. Oh, right. If I, if I, if I used to, to someone, I was hitting on them. Um, Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it was so weird relearning Spanish that way and very, like, proper and correct. And, like, even it's, it was so weird. It was so hard. I would be so scared. And I, would, I messed up a lot on feminine and masculine. Like, I would say ah instead of eh or oh right. or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, like, people could automatically tell that I was, like, not from there. I didn't know how to speak Spanish. And so for a while, I didn't talk. Like, I felt like I lost my voice. And I was like, who am I? Oh, no. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I knew these words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so I finally decided. And then I wasn't, like, I, I really that. wanted to DJ because I had decided before I went out there that I wanted to DJ and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I recorded a mix when I came back to the States in 2012. Mm. I'll send it to you. It's on SoundCloud. Oh, bet. Yeah, it's you. the only mix that I actually have recorded, which I feel really bad about because I should have more. And should, Q's been pushing us for more. more. Like yeah. we need to be putting them out. You guys and I have making more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to suggest that yeah, myself. After I know. hearing you say that you like make playlists in your head, I'm like, you yeah, should. Be yeah, where are they? Mixes, are dog. They? <laughs> Share them with the world. Come on. I know. Please. I know. When did um when did your when when did your first child show up? When when, did, when in when was that? in did 2009. That yeah. Yeah. How was that? How was that experience for you to become a mom? It was really beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful because of my partner at the time. Mm. It was beautiful because of where I was living in Mexico. Mm. Like I was by the like the pyramids and the ruins. Like he's a tour guide for the ruins, so I had like free access all the time. <gasps> like it was just a really Living beautiful experience. Up. Yeah, I had a great pregnancy and then I had a natural birth too, like no pain medication. Really? Yeah. I came back to the states Whoa. for my birth because I wanted to be by my mom even though my of partner course. couldn't come. I was like I need to be by my mom like Mm. i need her here <laughs> and it's then reasonable. yeah, yeah and and i also didn't i wanted to do it in a birthing center but they wouldn't let me because i came so late in my pregnancy oh, shit. but i did it with a midwife and i did it at a hospital oh, so it was wow. still a really beautiful experience except i couldn't get off the bed and so that really hurt that made i think it worse but i did it like to me i was like if i can do this natural no pain medication i can do anything you know that was wow. like my like challenge to Respect. myself it's not true. <laughs> I mean, that is true that I said that, but it's not true that I can do anything after that because raising a kid is so much harder than actually birthing a kid. I bet, huh? Yeah, so much harder. It's so much, so much it. more pain, so much more work, so much more time. Like this whole, this being depends on you as a person. Like their whole life is being shaped. Their whole view is being shaped by what you show them. And, and then it's so scary because you have to break all the patterns from before. Like right. I react so naturally in ways that I know are not healthy, but it's my first reaction. Right. Because that's what I know to my ability. Like that's what I was told or whatever, you right. know? And so yeah, I have yeah. to constantly break just what you down those habits of like, it's like an addiction. Like mm-hmm. it's my natural reaction to do this. I feel that. So I have to create these like new paths to like, be a better person for my child. Yeah, no, and it's 100%. hard. I'm so honest with him. I'm like, I'm sorry. I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have snapped. I shouldn't have. You it's know? great. That's a huge, that's a huge uh, leeway that you're giving them. Yeah. Being like honest like that. Yeah. Shout outs. Thank you. Shout out. Thank you. Yeah. I, I have another friend, another single mama, and we were pregnant at the same time, oh, and we wow. both help each other out a lot. Our kids go to the same school, so we like switch off. Nice. She takes them one day after school. I take them the other day after yeah. school. And we like really help each other out. That's amazing. And we were talking about it the other day and we're like, dude, we're like 
the real revolutionary women, like breaking our patterns and also doing it by ourselves and raising strong men. Like these are going to be strong men one day Mm -hmm. because our boys are just such beautiful beings that we're like, they're going to do some really great things, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so it's nice to know that I'm not alone. I mean, you know, you're not alone, but it's nice to feel feel it. it. Yeah, Yeah, like I know I'm not alone. It's good to have actual community. Yeah. Versus like having like a community online yeah it's so so true i mean that word community itself has even given me like bad feelings in the last couple years like i feel i feel like the community that i thought was a community isn't really a community it's it's like it's a it's a little hypocritical like it's almost become like politics or like you know high school or like i feel that it's like the real community is the people that you talk to on a daily basis or weekly basis or people that you check on and that check on you people that you make time for people that like 100%. Not a like on a comment or yeah. a, hey, hope you're doing good. You know, it's like the real stuff, like this. Yeah. Even like, 100%. I feel bad that we've never even had like a conversation like this. Like, I know it's been meaning to happen. Yeah. And it's supposed to, <laughs> but being a single mom, I don't have that much time. Like, That's I usually reasonable. am just like working every time do I'm out, and I'm I'm finding that balance. He's only four, so I'm like finding the balance. I but. can only imagine. I can't. Like, even <laughs> I'm like, I don't have no fucking kids, but I'm like, you I'm don't like, have time. I don't have any fucking time, dog. Like I ha- and it's funny too, cause like uh, just by the nature of this process of like doing this work, I like gained way more relationships than I thought I would ever get, and so now I'm like juggling all of my relationships, and I'm like, I love you all. Hold up, <laughs> I need time. It's funny too, cause like this weekend, there's like three, four events happening that I want to be a part of. But I can't. <laughs> like I, I can't. Just, like, I can't. Like I have to. Like I. Like it's clearly I have to choose one, and like there's no. There's no other way about it. And it's just like, I've never. I. I didn't think I'd ever be in this circumstance. It's cool, but it's like, okay. <laughs> and I just. I can't even imagine throwing a child on top of that. Oh my god! It's like you dog, have no time. Dog, no time. Like no. they are all of your time, and you get to do stuff on the side. Yeah, stuff like on the side. stuff on the side, maybe. I maybe (laughs) i have so many people that probably don't like me because i've like flaked out on them but not on purpose like i pass out putting him to sleep because i'm just so tired you know and for a while i turned down a bunch of dj gigs because i was like i need to rest like i have i was like putting him to sleep going out till like two waking up with him at seven like i was getting an average of three or four hours a night but a lot of it was worth it. Like Thumbo Respect. Night's definitely worth it. And Respect. you get more energy from the vibes you get and the people you meet. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. if I'm not having a good time, I'll dip out. But if I'm right. having a good time, I'll stay up all I'm night. Like <laughs> I'm like energized by the energy, you know? Respect. Thank you. Respect. <laughs> I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> I'm so strange. I love sleep. Like, I know. Uh, like, I used to like, sleep 12 hours a like, day. It's like my base is, if, if my base ain't good, I'm not good. I'm I not learned good. to create a new base because I had to like balance and like still be me while being a mom. Like, I feel that. If I wanted to not do that, I could be there all the time and get right. great rest, which I probably should learn to do a little bit of both, which I'm doing this year, I think. Respect. I've done really good, like turning down a lot of stuff. Respect. But yeah, like I know that when I do go out and I do make connections, it's so worth it because every time I've done that before, whether I was in DC or Mexico or anywhere, Mm. like they're all meaningful connections. Yeah. And I know, and I I know that I'm like a connector too. Like I know that I've made these connections for a certain reason at one point, they're all going to like just 
they all come blend together. in and they're already starting to I feel that. like a lot of people that we've met through tambo that have come through cruise and everything like that that's awesome. i've known that they know other people i know and mm. it's like the, the world is just like, getting smaller and smaller but it's so big but it's so I, small i feel that so much <laughs> i get that i yeah. get that it's just it's like the, the 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 more people you know the more the world you get to touch kind of kind of sense and it gets heavier too like yeah. there's so many so many people i talk to too have been feeling it so much like it just mm. gets heavy there's days where i don't even want to do anything mm -mm. like it's I hard it's hard I having a kid heavy. helps with it though having really? a kid for me helps with it because when i am so depressed that i because i used to suffer from depression so whenever i'm so mm. depressed that i feel like i don't want to get on and go i just like raise myself to my son's level and i say raise because i'm not going down like that kid has so much energy he's like mm. a doberman of kids like <laughs> that kid i i could run around all day and he's like you want to keep going you want to keep going oh. dude when he was two and started running and walking i would take him in the stroller and he was like no i want to get out you know and he nope. would run with me nice take him up to him to walk he's like come on guys let's run let's run and That's i'm like amazing. oh my gosh so he keeps me going like Yo. as as hard as it is like his energy is like i gotta do this for him <laughs> yeah. and so at least I have that because I know it's easy to fall into depression. Yeah. And someone reminded me the other day because I was like, I'm going through all this stuff. And he was just like, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I wasn't taking him seriously. He's like, no, seriously, like you are a strong member of this community. Like your grandmother, your mother, like yeah. you guys are such great people and you guys do so much. And like, why would you ever feel sad? And like, I was kind of like, oh, well, he doesn't know what I'm going through. But he's like, just remember that like a lot of people really appreciate you. Mm. And I think that can go for a lot of people. Like it's so easy to fall into like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't feel it. But if you focus on that, it's going to multiply. Gonna multiply. Yeah. But if you start to like go inwards and really speak kindly to yourself, that's mm. important to speak yeah. kindly to yourself and like even forgive yourself for like being mean or whatever. Yeah. And just remember that a lot of people do care for you and a lot of people do love you. Um, I learned that through like my relationships because I yeah. remember um, I have two sons and two of the two different dads and they're yeah. like six years apart. Yeah. But at one point they were both really attacking me like as a mm. person, like attacking my my person, mm. like who I was and my values and like how I was as a mother. Yeah. And I remember like breaking down and crying to a friend of mine and he was just like, no, That's these are true. two these are two hurt people. Like. Yeah. They have nothing to do with your happiness. No one does but you. And yeah. there's so many people that love you. Like, focus on that. And right. I was like, wow, I needed to hear that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so easy to forget that you're loved. Yeah, 100%. I feel yeah. that. It's amazing. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to your friend. Yeah, <laughs> I have so many beautiful friends. <laughs> yeah. So many, like, just great hearts, you know? I feel that. I vibe towards, like, good people. And, like, yeah. if, I, like if I'm not feeling it, then I just stay away. Like, I, I do the same. <laughs> I think that's so important for our inner space. Like, I feel like a lot of people put up with people because they have to work. And that's understandable. Like, you have to be in the same spaces as them. Right. We have different kinds of jobs. Like, we're allowed to, like, right, yeah. create our own space. Right. But, like, there's people that have nine to fives mm. or, you know, two jobs even or three. Yeah. And and they have to be kind to everyone but there's a way to like create boundaries where you don't have to feed into the negativity like not yeah. taking things personally is so important very true because when you take when you don't take things personally it changes the whole chain of events yeah because if you take it personally you start reacting a different way yes. but if you don't take it personally and you're neutral and like just put up this imaginary shield like nothing you can say can hurt me yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're able to act from a place of where you know is good in your heart 100 instead of like yeah, trying to get them back yeah 100 like if you there's like this weird like kind of like uh, it's like a trick when 
if somebody can get you to react, they're controlling you. And for me, that's like, no. <laughs> like, no. And like, you said it in a not so like rebellious kind of way, but yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's how I see it. And that's how like I've always been. Yeah. I don't like, I don't really let, I don't really react to many things. Yeah. And I just like, I sort of just take it, take it. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I feel like, like a lot of people are different though. It depends mm-hmm. on how they were raised yeah, and everything. Like very triggers true. are very different for everyone. And I have to remember that too. Like yeah. if someone's having a bad day, like, they're mad at whatever's going on in their life. They're uh-huh. not really mad at me. Like at the grocery store and people are rude and stuff. I'm right. like, like, I'm nice to them. Like my mom always told me, kill them with kindness. Like, yeah. And I always thought it was stupid that she said that. But as I got older, I was like, that makes so much sense. Just like, makes sense. Yeah, you're just nice to them. And Nothing. sometimes it changes it. It's yeah. like passing on it's that. It's just like you dissolve whatever they're, they're like, they were throwing. They're like, oh, my bad. Yeah. Like you, you, you sort of wake them up from their days because they don't even realize that they're doing it. They're on autopilot, yeah, which is pretty it's funny. So true. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Zombies. Yeah, zombies. <laughs> it's just like the, it's just like you breaking the habits. Most people don't like that, so they just get stuck in that cycle. Yeah. And it's just like how people move. Sadly, sometimes. And it's and it's and it's something that like I'm not like saying that I can do it all the time and be nice to everyone all the time because I can be an asshole too. Like I know all when I'm time. pissed off and I'm <laughs> driving and someone does something stupid, I'm like, fuck you. You know, get out of my way. Yeah. And I and I'm a I th- I think I'm a really good driver, but I'm also like I can be an aggressive driver sometimes. But not like towards people, but like just getting <laughs> just away getting from people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I read people really well, like traffic wise and mm. everything. I kind of like watch everyone. I feel that. But um. Yeah, it's so much better. I lost my thought, but it's so much better to be nice to the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, right? Overall, oh, it's so yeah. much better. But we're all pieces of shit. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the the basic basic like the theme of it, if anything, you know. I try to do like the quantum physics thing, like that we're so all interconnected. Mm. That the things I don't like about someone is really something I don't like about myself. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't always have to be like appearance wise or the way they're acting or whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah, like. Yeah we're all connected so if i'm going to talk shit about someone i have to remember that i'm really talking shit about myself and it yeah. goes back to like be nice to yourself thing Yo, this is, oh i remembered my thought this Sorry. Is re- go, go for it um go for it. it's kind of like meditation like you can't meditate once and be like oh i know how to meditate it's right. like a constant practice a constant of being practice. present in the moment yeah. and that's how anything that we do and learn to do you know like mm-hmm. or anything we want to unlearn to do is the same way like yeah we can't we have to give ourselves props and big up ourselves like right. and know that we're working on it like we may get it one day and the other day we won't mm. and i think a lot of people get discouraged yeah. when they can't like they can't man- maintain yeah, yeah they can't they don't see any changes like working out and stuff like that yeah working out is a is, is yeah. something you have to do every day yeah. yeah yeah it's so true well i eddie you know eddie erica she she's mm. a trainer mm. and i've learned through her like how many people flake out when they like after a month they don't see results and she's like dude you're not gonna like if you're not doing it every day and you're you canceling on and you're not doing it on your own you have to be devoted yeah you have to want it goes back to our first thing in the conversation like anything you put your mind to you can do yeah, yeah, if yeah. you put the time in you have to put the time you can't in. skip most people don't realize that though most people just like they just want it to happen but most people don't realize i remember i came up with a simple phrase like maybe not even too long ago it was, it was the basic phrase of nothing can be obtained only maintained and that's it you can't obtain success. You have to maintain success. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't obtain like a six pack. You have to maintain a yeah. six pack, and yeah. like that's like the only thing that works. And and but most people don't. Most people don't operate like that. Most people haven't it's, seen that. It's that instant gratification that we're conditioned yeah. to. It's like you want something, you get it, and then you're like, okay, what's next? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Super quick, super fast, yeah. and shit like that. Freaking um, something that I remembered, or something that popped in my head when you talked about uh, when you like talk shit about somebody. 
you're talking shit about yourself. Um, it was it was it's so crazy because it's like um, there was this there's this image that I like you said that and an image popped in my head and it's a it's biblical. I don't know why it's biblical, but it's biblical. Perfect. It's a it's it's just a I don't know I don't even know where where specifically it's from, but it's like Jesus, and he has a sword come a double edged sword coming out of his mouth, and it's just supposed to mean language. Words are double edged. Like oh. whatever you throw back at somebody, you're throwing it in a shop. Mm-hmm. You can't help it. It's just like it's it's two ended. Yeah. And and I, I just and it's like spelling too. It's like casting a spell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your words are like powerful. One hundred percent. Yeah, like you manifest what you put out into mm-hmm. the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. In I the Mayan hieroglyphs, that. they use um, a spiral. Like it, it, it's like a. It starts oh. at one point and then it almost looks like smoke and it wraps around like a spiral. Interesting. And if you put two together, it's like a heart. Oh, but wow. they always did it just the one and that in the Mayan hieroglyphs it meant singing or poetry or someone speaking wow. but like saying something important it wasn't just someone talking it meant something right and so I always think about that and wow. I think it's really beautiful that, like how that. they were able to spell things with pictures yeah that's a whole other thing too yeah. right mm-hmm. language is so weird yeah so weird <laughs> language is so weird so so after so was it in Mexico or did you come back to Tucson where where the DJ part of your life oh, okay. began? I came back to Tucson. <laughs> yeah. I came back to Tucson. So I recorded that one mix that I told you about right. in DC when yeah. I, I went back to DC in 2012. I just recorded that one mix because it was like in me, Menacea, you know? Like I had yeah. to like birth this one mix because my other partner was like totally against me DJing and like Whack. I was like, I need to make this mix. So a friend of mine helped me record this Fuck mix. That, uh, shout out to DJ Slant. But he lent me his turntables and he had tractor. I'd never done tractor, but he gave me a few tips and like we recorded it. And one of my favorite mixes, like even if it wasn't mine, it'd be one of my favorites. Like I feel like it's a really, really cool mix. Um, But yeah, I came back to Tucson right after that. Uh And that's when I talked my last time to John H. And I was like, I'm not really a DJ. I did the mix. He's like, no, you're a DJ. Mm. Like, stop saying that. Uh Like, you don't need the equipment. You don't need the laptop. You have it all in your head. Like you got this, you want to do it, you are it, it's you. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shit, okay, okay, I got this. And so when I moved back to Tucson, from I stayed for like a month or two with Leilani in Vegas, I moved back to Tucson, um, I approached a few different people. And like mm. even before that, before I went to Vegas, I had approached people and like no one really took me seriously here in Tucson. Like all the DJs that I approached were kind of like territorial. They were like, nah, like this is my stuff like mm. no i have my night i get paid for this like there's no room mm. for you kind of that's what the feeling i got and wow. coming from dc where everyone like accepted right. me i was like wow this feels really whack like right. i almost wanted to stop but uh-huh. then i remember john was like no you got this you can do this and yeah. leilani introduced me to logan oh um, Dirty Birds. yeah oh wow leilani introduced me to logan she's like you gotta meet him he throws this dope ass party he was just starting in 2012 he's like throws this dope ass party on friday nights and we used to like throw out flyers for him. Yeah. And so I started kind of doing my DC thing again, like promoting for this night. Like mm-hmm. I really loved Tambo. And it was when the stage, it wasn't even a stage, it was the table, it's like the corner, in the right? courtyard. Yeah, yeah, like that dance floor was a parking lot. So it was like right. right in front of the parking lot. And it was that little courtyard where the yeah. bar is and the food truck and all that. And so that was the night that he had. And I, as I approached Logan, like, cause we had hung out a couple times through Leilani and I was yeah. like, Hey, like, I really want a DJ. And Leilani had built me up to so this badass DJ. <laughs> and, um, and he was like, yeah, dude, yeah, dude, come. And also Cesar, shout out to Cesar. He got me booked for Akil Akmar or Akil Amar from Mexico City when Scrappies was still around. Oh, wild. 
and he came to play Scrappies, and I got to open up for him. And wow. he's a dope ass artist, rapper from Mexico City. Wow. And that was my first time ever spinning in Tucson. Was at Scrappies. <laughs> Leilani helped me with, and I knew Cesar. Cesar, I met when I was like fifteen. He was like my grandmother's friend when I was like fifteen years old. Oh wow! But um, he does a lot of dope work at the community now with kids and gardens at the San Javier Co-op and Nogales oh, and stuff. Awesome. But he got me that gig at Scrappies, and then I started talking to Logan around the same time, and he's like, "Yeah, come through anytime you want. Get your music on a hard drive." You can jump up anytime you want. And I did a couple like free shows, like where I would just go, not shows, but like an hour set or 30 minutes or whatever. That's awesome. I DJed when I was pregnant with my son too. Oh, really? In 2014. No, 2015, I was pregnant with Ty and I DJed. It was before I was officially part of the crew, but I had been doing guest sets. That's awesome. And it was dope, yeah. <laughs> That's a wild And story. so I jo- it joined when Ty had already been born, and mm-hmm. it was like 2016 when I officially joined El Tambo. Wow. And Q had already been in there for like a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's the, what a story there. That's awesome. And then so you just like, you just practice like that. Shout out to Logan for doing yeah, that. Yeah, shout out to Logan. That's for opening up that space yeah. and that floor and like. Was it, and then, and, and was, so was that like essentially the first like place you started spinning essentially yeah, besides yeah, the in opening? Tucson, yeah, in Tucson, like as a residency. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And like the only residency I have. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any other ones. That's wild. I've been playing like a couple other places. I played the Royal Royal Room for their yeah. two anniversary and I played on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing American Eco for a little bit. Every now and then I'll do muse- uh, Museum of Art. Yeah. MoMA and they're opening up a new pre-Hispanic wing soon. Oh, wow. And so I think they want to maybe use this for the grand opening, like the Ooh, whole Tambo crew. Wow. Wow, yeah, awesome. yeah, it's gonna be dope. Shout I'm excited out. for that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that's that's deserving. That's yeah. it's very deserving. And I should be DJing here at my family's restaurant. I haven't wanted to take that on yet because Why? it's kind of like this interview. Like it's something that makes me really nervous until I actually <laughs> do it. <laughs> no and then I'm like, miedo, oh, Melina. I don't want to stop. Let's no, keep talking no, no all night. Miedo. It's okay. I know we're, we we're the only ones that really hold us ourselves back. Like we really are. I I, I it's it's funny that I, I have I have another phrase that I really like. Um, we hold God hostage. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're the immovable object God made, and yeah. only it can move itself, and God wants us to move. And we're like, shut up, God. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> I have, got this. We got them tied down and everything. <laughs> we're all stuck. Not trying to do anything. It's fine. Just not wanting to move. I feel that though that you 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 probably do great here doing some some DJing. Yeah, here. I was thinking of doing like I went to San Diego recently and hung out with the homies from La Diabla, which was fucking dope. They're all like amazing people. Yeah, actually, all the groups and people, Dusty, Santo Golpe, like everyone yeah. that we brought out ends up being like just really like family. You yeah, know, 100%. like we're growing this family around the country. But I went and hung out in San Diego like just to chill, and I. told them last minute and they took me and my mom and tied to this really cool brewery i forget what it's called right now maybe border x or something Uh but they had a loteria night when we were there and they had like tacos in the back and loteria in the front oh fire uh, yeah it was dope they had a dj and like an mc and it was a fucking dope ass like loteria party with families all ages like yeah it was so good that i was like dude we need to have something like this yeah we could do it in the patio we could do it here if we eventually, which we need to get a sound system that goes to the patio in here and oh, in there, we could just do awesome. it in the whole restaurant. After nine, we close at nine. We could do it from nine to 11 or something and have music here and then have it go through the whole thing. And then they would just mark it and then the winner Dude. would come here or whatever, you know, Dude. like 
Yeah. You want to do it. I want to do it. Do it. I want to do it. You already have it. You have it laid down already. I have so many of those (laughs) laid down. I know. You gave me all the plan. (laughs) I know. I gave everyone the plan. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Come to Loteria Night starting 2020. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. Yo, shout outs. I love Loteria. I haven't played that in so long, but Loteria is great. It's so good. What's the story about the family family restaurant, Landita? Yeah. um, What's Welcome to Landita. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is like my grandmother's house, pretty much for me. Um, oh, this wow. restaurant opened this location specifically in 1985, which was the year I was born. Oh wow! And originally, it opened up, you know, where Cobra is on Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On Scott and Broadway or Congress, whatever it is. Yeah. There's that white building on the southwest corner. It's like white with blue trim. I think it's I know right across the street from the patio of Cobra. Like, oh, right, right across. across the street. Like on okay, the corner where Wigorama was, across the street. Like in between okay. um, Cobra and Wigorama on the southwest corner. Like right there. Okay. That building, it's like a big ass building. Well, along the south wall, uh-huh. there's a little tiny door with a blue trim. That's where Landita started in really? 1983. 1983. My grandmother opened that in 1983. So I'm going to give like a long story, short story, fast forward to that spot. But my grandmother migrated from Michoacan. She's Purepecha Tarasco Indian. Okay. And she migrated to the border with her kids. She, uh, well, not all of them. She had two kids. And then she met my grandfather, my real grandfather. Um, It's my mom's dad. He's German, Swedish, Mongolian. Crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. Crazy. He was in the <laughs> Navy and he brought my my grandmother over. German, Swedish, Mongolian. Mongolian. Yeah. Dog. German, Swedish, Mongolian. Respect. Thanks. <laughs> my mix is crazy. Yeah. So, so far we got Purepecha, Tarasco, German, Swedish, Mongolian on my mom's side. And so she, my, my, grand, my grandpa brought my grandmother over with, they ended up having kids. My mom's the last of their four. My grandma has six uh, altogether. She already had two when she met him. Wow. Um, she migrated over. She never knew her age, never had a birth certificate. Her cousin that was the same kind of age of, as her passed away when they were like 13 and she ended up taking her birth certificate to cross over or like 16. Sorry. She was 16 or 17 when she already had two kids Wild. and she crossed over with my grandpa. It wasn't, I mean, she could get papers and everything, but she needed to have proof that she was born. Whoa. And so she took her cousin's papers. <laughs> crazy because she became sandoval which she never was like our last name was cuevas originally but she cuevas. became a sandoval when she came to the states whoa yeah it's crazy she's maria garcia now married to my tata joe which is right. my mom's stepdad but yeah yeah so she came to the border um and lived in california for a while with my grandpa and then he kind of just took off and like left her with like six kids four of them his holy shit and she was working the orange fields out there like picking oranges my theos were all like in their 1820s like Whoa. Picking oranges out there. My mom was like, I don't know, seven or eight. And like, they were all out and there. He just dipped? Well, my grandma, yeah, he just dipped. Whoa. He just dipped. Crazy. He, yeah, he dipped. <laughs> um, my grandmother had all her brothers and sisters in California, but she was uh. like, I want to get back home. Like, I want to go back to Mexico. I want the kids to be raised in Mexico. Mm. So she tries traveling back and makes it to Cells, Arizona. Cells, Arizona. Yeah, she makes it to Cells <laughs> and Pozo Verde specifically, where my grand my my tata Joe's from. Ah. My mom's thirteen at the time, and like she ends up working at a soup kitchen and like meeting my grandpa Joe. Wow. And they like you know he starts taking care of her and like some of the kids go to school in Montemorelos. My mom and my tias went to school in Montemorelos, and him and my grandmother decide to move to Tucson, and start a restaurant. 
because Whoa. my grandmother would make really good food with what she remembered from Mexico with like regional food from here in Sonora, which yeah. is like calabacitas, nopales, all that. Yeah. But she would make like different things like potato tacos and like things that people didn't really eat around here. Yeah. And so she was like, and she was vegetarian vegan too. Whoa. And so they decided to open a restaurant in Tucson and they opened in 83. And what's crazy is that she could only fit like 10 people in the location yeah it's like, like you it's explaining small. about that yeah, location over there small space and what's crazy also is that she didn't really have that much money when she opened it and the rent was kind of high so she would charge people when they would order their food oh wow like if she didn't have it if right. she didn't have it prepped she would charge people she's like oh your meal she would like kind of laugh about it your meal's gonna be this much do you mind paying now like kind of like hinting Respect. and they're like okay okay but that was like that's what people do now they pay yeah. and get their food but back then it True. was like what the fuck you know yeah, why are you yeah, making yeah. me pay but she would send her friend Bruce out to get food from a grocery store in the area, like a little market. And that was like, I think the original food runner, (laughs) like, you know, he would have run to get the food, come back and she would make it and serve it to them. And she did that for two years and then ended up getting um, that side first, not the wooden room that we're in, but that whole middle side. Yeah. yeah. That whole area was Lindita in 85. And then I think like 89 or 88, we got this side that used to be like a, We've heard it was a wood wo- a wood shop room, uh, a okay. shoe store. We heard it was a gentleman's parlor after hours. Oh, fun. Yeah. So like <laughs> this whole wooden room has like a lot of Shout history. Out. All of this wood in here has a yeah, lot of history. Yeah, yeah. And so we got this later on. And then we've been here since like 85, this area. That's amazing. Yeah. Damn. And it's been in the family since. Yeah. And it's, so is it, so you guys, so like it, 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 it's done that on like a, essentially a vegetarian, vegan, more it, menu, like yeah, I with mean, some inclusion. It of was, at first it was just vegetarian and then wow. a lot of people were asking for like beef or chicken. Right. And my grandmother grew up Seventh-day Adventist or she didn't grow up. She raised us Seventh-day Adventist. What is um, It's like, it's this Christian religion. It's similar to the Jewish religion. Like they respect sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. It's called the Sabbath. Oh. You don't eat meat, specifically pork or shrimp because they're bottom feeders, the shrimp bar and lobsters and all that. Right, right. And so she had all these like regulations because when she moved to Tucson, she became part of that church and part of that community. Oh, wow. And she opened up the restaurant. And for a long time, we didn't open Friday nights or Saturday days Whoa, because of that. Right. And then my uncle was in charge for a while and he's like, we need to open Friday nights. And so we opened Friday nights and Saturday days was closed for like 20 plus years, like 25, 30 years. Really? It wasn't until my mom moved back in 2012 that we started opening on Saturdays all day. What made it it that your mom? My mom, my grandmother wasn't really part of the church anymore. Mom's like, we're losing a lot of money. Like, Like, what do you think? We can do this. Yeah. Let's do it. And that was part of like my, I went to, I went to a private school for two years, fourth and sixth grade through the seventh day Adventist school. Like my grandmother would um i would get a discount because she would make food for the school because it was vegetarian vegan friendly ah. and then she only had to pay a little bit you know and so my nice. mom my, my grandma and my mom got me there you got the hookup but i also realized like how much of a hypocrite a lot of people in the religion are like my but, grandma did a lot you right. know she did a lot for the church because she loved the people and she was always like if you always give you'll never be without and i remember being like 12 and like just hearing other women talk bad about my grandmother like they didn't know I was her granddaughter and they were just talking bad and I was listening to their conversation and I'm like, wow, these people, nice. like, and they would smile and talk to her in person, like in front of her and mm. I'm just like, wow, that's just, that was like my first taste of like what people are really like because right. I always was naive and was like, oh, everyone wants the best for everyone. Everyone's nice. Everyone's looking out for everyone. Follow me. God damn, follow me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow me. I'm like, man. 
Uh, this world sucks. It's beautiful, <laughs> but there's a lot of shitty people. Eh, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's how yeah. it works. That's amazing, though. That's the, what a story. Damn. And so now we serve steak and chicken. We still yeah. don't use any pork or lard in the beans okay. or chicken broth in the rice. You don't use lard in the beans? And they're still really amazing. How do you, what do you, so what do, you do with the beans? Dog? We refry them, but we just use the uh, regular oil. But like oh, we bad. put regular oil in it and then we smash them up and we add enchilada sauce. And they're so good. This so sounds good. amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, they're like, really good. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I haven't eaten here. I've you been, gotta come I, eat. I've been curious to try it. I haven't had the. I, I cook here. I cook here. Nice. Yeah. I used to always be front of the house, and then um, we lost the cook, and it was just Nacho who you met earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. And we he was working like doubles for a long time, and I was like, no one else jumped in, and I'm like, okay, I'll jump in the kitchen, and right. I actually love it more than being in, in the front. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I'm DJing. I talk to people. Like yeah, yeah, being yeah. a mom, I have to talk to all kinds of people. But when yeah, I'm in the kitchen, nobody's bothering you. I can put my music on and like it's like orchestra, dude. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love it because it's a really, really small kitchen. Like right. it's hard to get everything timed right mm. to like no, especially if it's a large table and you're the only one like cooking. Like we only Ooh. have one cook really ever. Right. And we have some prep cooks that are you can help it, like if it gets crazy busy. But right. usually there's one cook, and then on the weekends we have two two cooks. Wow. But you really have to like. Like, it's like DJing. It's like yeah. when I DJ and I cook, I get in this zone where I like I ha I know this goes here. I know this needs to be like this. I know this works this way. I know this is gonna come up over here. Yeah. It's like it all works out. Like that my flow. hands feel so amazing when I'm like creating music and creating food. Nice. I someone told That's me amazing. once. Yeah, it's, someone told me once, and I remember, and I'll never forget this. Is like we give out so much energy, right? And it's also mm. all the quantum physics videos that I've seen, like what the bleep <laughs> do we know, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. have you seen um, Waking Life? Uh, no, I haven't. It's, actually, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's a whole documentary that's filmed with a handheld camera, and they have like 15, 20 different artists filming over different scenes, like one artist for each scene, and they paint over every frame on the camera. It's amazing. It's Whoa. so good. You have to watch it. Waking Life. Okay. It's so good. Okay. But like from hearing all that stuff, I realized, and also there's like an experiment done where they put a bowl of rice in the middle of a table. Oh, yeah. And, like young, the and they tell beautiful things to it. Yeah, and they yeah, speak yeah. loving words and plants, anything like that. It's water. Us humans, we have 80% water. Yeah. And they put it in the fridge and then they talk a bunch of crap to another one and tell you, you're a piece of crap and blah, blah, blah. And they and put it in the it. fridge. And they wish they see to they watch to see they wish to see <laughs> they watch to see um, which what happens to them and the one that was yelled at and like rots yeah it rots like within like a day and yeah. the other one lasts a lot longer and yeah. same with food and like um, pictures of macros of microscope of crystals of ice right. freezing with like classical music and heavy metal but I'm like hey heavy metal's not that bad but I guess it's maybe the I don't know the jarringness know. of it maybe I don't know. I, th I, I, I know of those experiments. I've yeah. heard about those. those and so, like, those I, have always been fascinating. Yeah, I think of that when I'm cooking right. and when I'm like DJing. It's like whatever. And with any job, really, too, I always call it, a, I call it flipping the switch. Like, mm. anytime you start to think something negative mm -hmm. and you catch it and you recognize it, mm. you just flip it around. Mm. And I feel like I do that because I'm consciously doing that when I'm doing music and when I'm making food. Mm. And I remember, like, because I remember saying that a long time ago, but my little brother who is 20 now, and he just broke his foot the other day. Ah. He got out of surgery today. They put pins in it. Pobrecito. Dude. He's like my little baby. I love him. <laughs> but um, 
I, one summer in 2012, when I went to go stay with my family in Virginia, when I was yeah. coming back from Mexico and I was with my first son, yeah. um, my mom and my stepdad were going through a divorce and my little brother and my sister were taking it really hard. And like everyone was just grouchy and mean. The house was like hostile. Mm. My mom would be like, do the dishes or throw out the trash, you know, and not ask. And like everyone was just going through a really hard time. Yeah, of course. I remember I was coming fresh from Chiapas where I was feeling all this energy and love and wow. light and all, and I wasn't shaving my armpits and I was like doing this whole like natural stage, you know? I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about why I didn't shave my armpits, but I'm, bad, let me yeah. finish this story really quick. <laughs> but my little brother, I remember him like having an attitude with my mom and like it was that taking it personally, you know? Uh, and my sister was too. And I was like, look, I had a serious talk with them. And I was like, look, I need you guys to understand something. This is going to be really hard. But how you act or react to this situation is going to change everything every day. Uh. If you take it personally, like I had this talk with them and, yeah. and, and my little brother reminded me of it. Mm. And I was like, you have to. And I, I shouldn't have said you had to. But I, what I told him is like, when mom tells you to do something and she's mad, I was like, you have to flip it around. Like if you want to react a certain way, you have to bite your tongue and be like, okay sure why not even if it's sarcastic and she gets pissed like who just cares change just change it in your head yeah, yeah. and he told me when he came back like he came to live with us after that after they separated he spent one year with his dad there and then he came and finished high school at tucson high here mm. he reminded he went to school with mike he graduated with mike oh for real yeah <laughs> Sai spiritual shout wow. out to ohala systems yeah, for real. but my little brother went to school with them oh wow and he he reminded me when he was a sophomore starting at Tucson High. He's like, remember when you told me to just flip the switch? He's like, I've been doing it since. He's like, That's everything's amazing. so much easier. Yeah. Everything's so much easier. It's so much easier. And I was like, I thank like you that. for reminding me about that because like we forget. That. Like, that, that's, that's funny. I, you know, I feel like I've done that, but I've never, I've never considered it flipping the switch. It's just me like, it's more of a... I get to say the energy that's going to be between yeah. us. Yeah. I don't like you have no say in this matter. Mm -hmm. like kind of thing. I called it flipping the switch like after, after my brother told me that because I, like I started working at, at Hub downtown yeah, yeah, yeah. and one of my managers who was super rude, like uh -huh. we even dealt with him recently, uh -huh. but he was like super rude to me. And he was like, oh, well, you did, You got to do this and you got to take this test. And I hope you studied because in yeah. half an hour, I'm going to pull your side and you're going to take this menu test. Yeah. And I was like, dope. I can't wait. That's fucking awesome. And him and the other cook, they were like taken aback. They were like, like what? That's a weird answer. <laughs> like the other cook was kind of at first like just, uh, like this guy's talking shit, whatever. Yeah. But when I said that, he was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and then I was like, what? What's wrong, huh? And he's like, I've never heard anyone say that. The cook did. And the manager was all mad at me. But I was like, it was like the whole thing with my brother and my mom. I was like, yeah. they can be mad at you because they want to get a reaction out of you. Yeah. But if you switch it around, it's like what you said. Like, you control the energy. Uh. <laughs> And I thought, too, I told him, I have a better chance of passing the test if I have a better attitude about it, as opposed mm -hmm. to being like, fuck, a test. I'm not going to pass it. Right. Palm sweaty. Like, yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah. this. You start to feed into that. It uh -huh. grows bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you imagine you feed into the good stuff, that grows bigger. So it's like that wolf thing. Like, there's yeah. a bad wolf and a good wolf. And yeah. I don't like to say bad and good. But there's a wolf that helps you out, and mm -hmm. there's a wolf that brings you down. Right. And, you know, you have you, control you, of which you one you decide. feed more because you feed one better and the other one's going to, like, starve, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's just the basic momentum of, of good decisions versus bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever kind of, like, 
bifurcation you want to use yeah and it's different for everyone yeah, like what's 100%. good for you like bob marley said it may not be right for you them you know mm-hmm. and vice versa uh, that, that's most, where that non-judgmental comes in most people can't handle that they're like what's good for me it has to work for everybody. everyone like I, not everyone <laughs> a lot of people like to control yeah it's like people like to control other people and that trips me out like all the trumpers and all those people like <laughs> they're so controlling it's it, it's 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 part of the culture in a sort of sense yeah but it's like it's like they 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 like they got trapped in it themselves which is pretty fucking sad in all honesty it's a it's yeah. a whole thing but yeah yeah i, I feel like w- we were headed somewhere but i, I lost it <laughs> i'm gonna be real honest with you i lost it i don't know if you remember where we were headed but um but yeah yeah aunque sea we're an hour and seven minutes in uh i think it's good yeah 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 vet yeah. do you want to say some last words if not you can just let them know where they can find you dude um i guess my last words hope they're not they're not my last last words <laughs> on, on record <laughs> on record <for> now <laughs> on record um take care of yourselves people don't let other people dictate who you are 100 if you're unhappy step away mm. there's nothing wrong with it if people depend on you if they're not your kids they're not your kids and it's not your responsibility. Mm. Like, I feel like people just need to really take a moment and this time specifically to reflect on who they are. Mm. Cause I feel like a lot of crazy things are about to go down. I know that every generation said it, but I really feel like some crazy things in the next 10 years are Mm. like, it's going to get harder. And if we don't know who we are, we're not going to survive. Like we need to take the time to heal for ourselves and strengthen our strengths mm. and get rid of our weaknesses. And or just acknowledge our weaknesses. Yeah. Acknowledge our weaknesses and, and build them up to become strengths mm. because you're right. We can't just like cut it off. It's still going to be there. Like mm. you have to find a way to work around it. Kind of like me doing this interview. Like I knew and me had giving birth naturally. Like I knew these are milestones in my life <laughs> that are hard for me <laughs> i need to get past them and it's gonna get easier yeah. and it's gonna happen and and it's kind of like a mushroom trip like really 100 percent. it's like really just <laughs> discovering who you are inside and like what your comforts are and what your boundaries are and being vocal about it yeah yeah and choosing your battles too because you don't have to be vocal about everything no you don't and yeah um my grandmother Something that I will end it with, my mm. last, last words. <laughs> bad, bad. My grandmother, she's always in awe at, like, who I am as a person. And mm. she's always like, wow, mijita, like, we're a lot alike. Like, we think a lot alike. Mm. And I wish I knew what you know now at your age, you know? Mm. Like, I wish I was 35 and I knew what you're talking about to me now. She's like, it took me a long time to get this, what you know. Mm. And I and she tells me this all the time. I don't know if it's because she forgets or because, <laughs> and I don't think so. Cause she's a sharp mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, I tell her, Nana, if you wouldn't have gone through what you went through, and my mom wouldn't have gone through what she went through, mm. I wouldn't know what I know now. Mm. Like I know what I know now because of everything that everyone in my lineage has gone through, you know. And that makes us a really interesting generation. Yeah, because we're like the newest and the oldest at the same time like we have so much ancestral knowledge yeah and so much beauty within us but we're so blinded and drowned out by like all this other stuff that we don't take that chance to reflect and like really know what it is that we know and like really perfect that and not perfect it but like really use it yeah yeah use it it. yeah and not be afraid to reach out to people and make Mm. space and time and 
moments like this. I mean, like our food and music are such big, important conversation and dreaming. They're all like lost arts, I feel like. Yeah. We have to find a way to like dream the art and music and food and space together, you know, 100%. and workshops and. 100%. Yeah. It's super it. Im important. Uh, my grandmother the other day was walking around the yard all crazy and she was like, looking at things and my mom are like are you okay like she seemed kind of lost and we're worried because she's getting older she's like 90 something we don't know her age wow. really but she's 90 something and she's still like working and <laughs> doing no things idea. 90 something yeah no 90 idea. something um and we're like no no what's wrong what are you doing are you okay and she's like i'm gonna say it in spanish and then i'll translate it yeah, yeah. she's like pues estoy bien estoy disfrutando el cielo los árboles los conejitos la tierra and we were like oh cool and she's like Quiero estar aquí. Quiero estar aquí un rato más. Y yo sé que si disfruto cada momento, mm -hmm. cada día, cada cosa, voy a estar aquí mucho más tiempo. Mm -hmm. And like that resonated so deep within no. me. Like she keeps going because she has that. Like she said the day she dies is the day she quits working, you know? Like the day she has mm -hmm. to rest. Yeah. And like what she said basically, I'll say it in English, is that she's just like enjoying the sky and the trees and the earth and the bunnies and... Mm -hmm and that she wants to be here longer and she knows that if she wants to be here longer and she's going to be here longer she has to enjoy every moment it's beautiful and like yeah i respect her so much that was beautiful yeah. it's not as impactful in english as it was in spanish dog but this shit this should be hidden yeah that's fantastic it's, true. it's like if you appreciate everything in your surroundings yeah. you're gonna be here longer because 100%. you're enjoying it you're changing the chemical reactions and structures in your brain like yeah. You're, you're, you're not feeding into your pains or your hurts or your mm. sorrows. She's buried three kids. Like, Damn. you know, that's a lot. And, Damn. And what a life. Yeah. She's still going. She's still Shout like out. strong. And just she's just a beautiful, beautiful woman. She has five generations. There's five of generations of them. Wow. Yeah. My, her great grandkid had a kid and he's like four or five right now. Older than wow. my son. Yeah. Older than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we gotta do it for the kids, for the youths. For real, for real. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You yeah. wanna know where they can find you? Oh yeah, you can find me. Uh, my Instagram is humble lioness h u m b l e and then l i a n e s s. Beautiful. Yeah, and I'm at Congress every Friday. I'm not DJing every Friday, but I'm usually there in the crowd and. Jamming. And I'm here at La Indita, which is on 4th Avenue, Come 622 eat. North 4th Avenue. Come, Come check eat. out a bit of our history. We have a crazy wooden room that we're in right now. Yes. It's beautiful history. And then it's we have awesome. a really nice patio and murals. Yes. And, and Loteria Night soon. <laughs> that will be happening eventually. But yeah, that's where you can find me on Instagram. And, and yeah, I hope to connect with all of you, whoever was listening. Everybody's going to hold you to that Loteria Night. <laughs> I know, right? I hope you guys do. Put it into the do. real world now. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you yeah. so much. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun? I hope you guys enjoyed that whole backstory to Melina's life. Shout out to Humbleinas. Go follow her. Show her some love. Go eat at La Indita. Um, I haven't eaten there yet. I will be eating there soon. I'm recording this still in 2019. By 2020, I have a feeling I would have eaten there by then. <laughs> I have a feeling. It, it, it's, it's, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, I hope you guys are ready for 2020. Um, it's, I mean, cause what today you're just listening to this on the four in the first, unless you're on the email subscription, then you're listening to this. It's still in 2019. 
guys. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's move forward. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will now give you announcements again. The 8th, Sway Dollar Show at Club Congress, $10. Though Savia's performing, Sway Dollar's performing, other, other, other people are performing. I don't remember their names. I don't have that in front of me. I apologize. Um, January 11th, uh, the reading series, open mic. If you have some words to share, come share them. It's a beautiful space. It's a cool place to just, you know, you know, exercise the performance bone a little bit. Or you just, you know, just share some words with, with, with a group of people who are receptive. It's a real cool environment. Um, yeah. Link in the description for Melina's Mix. And now I'll play you guys out with Jazz Loop by DJQ. 2020! Let's get this started! Thank you.